0: What's up? It's your pal, Wengi Kistoticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. I've been getting some requests recently, and it feels nice, man. It feels good to have people taking an interest in the show. So thank you to my listeners and the people who've made these requests. I feel like I'm finally starting to get somewhere with this podcasting thing. With that being said, there's not really a theme to this episode, except that these were all fics that people wanted me to cover, and that's what's with all the random-ass, totally unrelated fandoms today. And today's fucked up ometer rating is a 9 out of 10 for basically just a shit ton of weird fetishes, like, oh my god, there's just so much weird shit. It could have been, like, more graphic and more serious than it was, hence the 9 out of 10, but oh my god, it's just so much weird shit today, okay? So, let's just get started, let's dive right in, let's cover some sweet ass requests all right so the summary for this first fic is as follows a tale of love reunited this story is a more elaborate and more appropriate ending to shell silverstein's popular children's book the giving tree yeah appropriate sure whatever you say op I know a much more popular podcast cover this fic, but maybe I want to do it too, Damn it! It's also worth mentioning that this is not the first tree porn I've encountered. Thanks, Pokemon fandom, the only place on the internet that'll make you question if a tree can impregnate a human and if the resulting baby tree stump needs to be breastfed. Well, the only place I know of so far that'll make you think that. There might be others, I don't know. The author of this lovely giving tree fanfic then suggests that you listen to hallelujah to enhance your reading experience which i tried i don't know it didn't really do much for me except remind me of shrek so the tree once so mighty is now just a stump and the boy is an old man And they've been separated for a long time, but the boy comes back and he wants one last thing from the tree. He wants some love. And as we learned just a few episodes ago in Fun for the Whole Family, Round 9, the only way to express love is through sex, you guys. So how does one fuck a tree stump, you may ask? Well, the author has a very contrived solution for that. So first the boy starts looking and caressing the tree stump, grinding his ass on it, and the tree just starts having such a good time that it grows a dick branch out of its fucking top. And, And the branch is leaking sap because we really have to anthropomorphize this fucking tree branch. And the boy sucks and fondles this tree dick. He lowers his ass down onto it, which I think would be painful. It's an eight inch long tree dick. It's as thick as his wrist. These are the measurements they give, but they're very careful to specify that it's smooth tree branch. So he's not gonna have splinters inside his anus, but they still don't have lube and sap is sticky. So, you know, that wouldn't help. That wouldn't feel good guys. Ugh, let's, let's talk about some phrasing they use because oh my God, they refer to the tree dick as a wooden pleasure, like as a penis euphemism, guys it's a tree dick we all know that's what it is you can just call it that and they refer to this boy's asshole as his dripping anus why why is his anus dripping is he bleeding it's not a pussy it shouldn't be wet is it the sap? Maybe I, I don't know. It's not very clear. And the boy and the tree comes simultaneously. They use the fucking s word to describe the tree come, which I mean I guess calling tree come s- seed is more appropriate. And we're talking about plants, not humans. But it ejaculates sap, and sap is it's basically tree blood. So you know that's metal as fuck. That's a cannibal corpse song right there. I come blood, but also the tree should see a doctor about this like that can't be healthy and i was gonna say that the boy is gonna have a fun time cleaning all that sap out of his ass but he doesn't have to worry about that you want to know why you, fa- you 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 want to fucking know why 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 he doesn't have to clean sap out of his ass because he fucking dies <laughs> he just fucking dies during their post-sex cuddling because he's an old man he dies imagine finding this body like i don't know much about the universe in which the giving tree takes place maybe people can just communicate with trees maybe they just fuck trees all the time i don't fucking know but just imagine finding this man's body naked in the forest leaking tree sap from his ass and cradling a stump i would think there'd be like some foul play going on there i would think something very odd happened yeah, okay, this exists. But as baffling as it is, OP, you're a fucking genius. All the reviewers telling this person to be ashamed of themselves, have just they don't have a sense of humor. The tree just grew a penis and the boy just died at the end. Modern problems require modern solutions. What can I say? So this next author, upon learning that I had a porn podcast, immediately suggested that I cover this It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, pet play fanfiction that they were commissioned to write when they were a minor fandom always has me saying words that really have no reason to be together like it's always sunny in philadelphia and pet play but like i mean if you're out there fighting porn for money i'm not gonna hold that against you just go off you know let's read the tags first mac slash dennis reynolds mac dennis it's dennis putting the leash on mac and calling him a bitch so let's not pretend it's anything other than that let's just have a nice time you can just feel that yep this is what my life has come to just radiating off these tags and it's a mood honestly it's it's a mood and I like how it doesn't even have an intro the author was just like I'm not getting paid enough to write this so they're just suddenly having sex literally the first sentence is there's probably a story that leads to this but Matt can't remember it (laughs) they didn't even try they didn't even try and I love that so yeah, Dennis and Mac really be out there screwing around. Absolutely no context, no background as to how this came to be. And the fic's written in third person present tense, which is a choice. It's, it's sure an artistic choice there that happened. When I see something written in first person present tense, I'm like, no, get the fuck out. Get that shit away from me. When I see something written in third person present tense, my brain, for some reason, it goes, ah, that's artsy this is a piece of high literature and it's trying to say something about the human condition and I don't know why that's an association I have, but it is. But this fic is not trying to say something about the human condition. It's a fucking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia pet play fan fiction written by a 15 year old who didn't give enough fucks to write a porn intro. So in spite of the false association I have with third person, present tense and classy literature, this is actually written fairly well. There are lines that are like almost poetic and they don't use any weird penis euphemisms. So yeah, the bar's low. The characters dialogue, though, it really contrasts the mood set up by some of the narration. You have lines and phrases like his ragged breathing and the wild look in his eyes, softened so slightly by the fan of his eyelashes and shaking from the way Dennis is sucking on the tender spot of his neck. And Dennis also has a hand on the inside of his thigh rubbing slow circles. Then, you know, the paragraph that has all these lines, which one could consider erotic. I I see how you would be like, oh, that's kind of hot. It just ends with Max saying, come on, dude. Which just kind of ruins the mood i think and i'm not the most familiar with this show i i watched a few episodes of it like three years ago and of course i know it from the memes oh my god the memes don't get me started so i'm gonna say that's probably in character but it just feels so out of place in this fic and I can also tell, like, even without being that familiar with the source material, that they did a good job writing the dynamic between these two. So, you know, they get through some foreplay and then it's like chokes him out a little with the collar because, oh, yeah, Max wearing a collar because this is a fucking pet play fanfiction, And, you know, did I mention that? And he attaches a leash, too, because you might as well go all out if you're already wearing a collar, right? Apparently there's a camera in the room, too. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear no and mac gives him some suck and he gets a handy and goddamn, he just he's just such a sad little bottom he just gives up complete control of himself to dennis which you know i guess that's what happens when you agree to let someone put you on a leash and when shit's written all rc like this it's kind of hard for me to summarize because the focus is less on the action and more on the characters emotions and relationship so it's not really worth going through everything that happens here in detail i'm just gonna end the review pretty much the author put their Twitter handle, which features their real name in the notes at the end. Man, you brave, brave soul, I could never. So I gotta say, this wasn't bad for what it was, I probably should have refamiliarized myself with the show better so I could cover this fic more accurately. But i was already trying to deal with figuring out courage the cowardly dog for this next fic the only way i really could have roasted this is if i got like super nitpicky but i'm not gonna do that there weren't like any weird body part euphemisms that's usually what i go after so like good job i guess and that brings us to our last and our longest selection we have talked about this author before on episode 82, because he requested that I roast him, and this is the last request I'm taking from him, because he keeps writing fucking novella-length fix with no chapter breaks for shows that I don't even know. Thanks for the exposure, though, brain fetish guy. I appreciate your interest. Why do you like being roasted so much? Like, I can see where all my Bandcamp traffic comes from, and so much of it is just because you want people to hear you getting roasted. I hope that's not another weird fetish thing. And one has to ask... How does a person develop a brain fetish it might be slightly misleading to call it that because it's like a shrinking mind control combo fetish more than like anything else and the answer to this question is cartoon logic was clearly a big part of this guy's sexual development and the best most accurate name for this guy would really be cartoon logic fetish guy but i like brain fetish guy more it's easier to say it catches the attention and before we jump in a quick note about the tags I don't think that urethravore and cute belong right next to each other, but sure, okay, it's your fic, it's not mine. Put those right next to each other if you want. Just the whiplash from reading these tags alone is pretty wild. So yeah, this is a Courage the Cowardly dog fic, and it starts off with Eustace and Muriel, the elderly couple who owns the dog. They're arguing about him. The old man, Eustace, is of course saying, oh, fuck that dog but not literally, okay? Courage actually doesn't get fucked literally here, so that's nice. They need to do something about him. They need to get rid of him, but of course Muriel is defending him. Eustace suggests that they get a shrink, which Muriel thinks he means a psychiatrist, but as you may have already guessed, considering what I said about this author's fetishes, well suddenly the TV turns on and the watch where you're going, you fools, Asian stereotype guy comes on to tell them about his new shrink ray. The author will spend the rest of the fic making fun of how ridiculous this character D-Lung is, but what's really missing though is the Asian background music because that's what I thought was the worst thing about this character just judging by the handful of episodes that I watched. Like, this fic does have music cues in it, which are low-key the best part. But like, where was stereotypical Chinese music plays in the background? Like, where was that OP? So this ad, you know, pretty much comes on TV where D-Long offers to shrink down all your problems to nothing. Here's a quote. D-Long propped his right girlishly flower-sandal-clad foot up on the outer rim of his van's back trunk and smugly explained, concluding his explanation by respectively pulling out a life-size human male mannequin whose featureless pure white face had been crudely labeled childhood trauma in black Sharpie ink and using his shrink-slash-grow ray Remote from the left and right pockets of his shorts, and using the remote shrink button to make his new size alteration cannon literally shrink said mannequin to roughly the size of a peanut. Look, it's now so small I crush between fingers with ease. Ooh, ah, hey, hey, hey. Okay, me in real life though, I'm the mannequin with the shitty childhood trauma label, like. That's me. But do you hear that fucking ridiculous run-on sentence, though, that could have been split into two or possibly more sentences? It would have been so much more smooth. And, like, you could have cut out a lot of that detail. But Muriel still doesn't realize that this isn't real therapy, and she brings courage out anyways. And D-Long shrinks him down to a very small size and puts him in Muriel's glass of water, which she then drinks, and we get the big... Be- this is a vorfic. I'm just... I think urethra was pretty close clear about that but it's pretty much a vorfic. We get the beginning of a journey through Muriel's body and uh, Courage is now in Muriel's stomach. You know, like I'll give the author credit, he found a way to shrink Courage down in a way that's consistent with the logic of the show, so he's small enough to be swallowed. It's nice to see Vor that's like <laughs> big belly sexy for once. Ugh, what am I doing with my life where I'm complimenting someone's vor logic like I need to, like, find a new hobby, man. I also don't know why they found this part so funny, but when he lands in her stomach, it just says in parentheses, in the Hall of the Mountain King starts playing in the background. I just fucking lost it. It threw me off so hard. It's just out of nowhere. Yeah, that was, like, probably my favorite part, to be honest. Just in the Hall of the Mountain King starts playing. Meanwhile, Eustace and DeLong run upstairs to watch Courage's predicament on an enchanted laptop that I guess keeps track of his location. It's no guys, it's totally not a voyeurism fetish. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like the inside of someone's stomach would be really dark, you know, like you wouldn't be able to see anything. But okay, I'm not going to question it. There's more egregious offenses than this in this fic. So courage is in that stomach he starts thinking okay how am i gonna get out of here without being digested he starts flying around muriel's stomach while t-posing <laughs> i don't know any reference to t-posing in fic i'm like oh my god this is comedy gold but yeah he like tries to get her to burp but she she does and and he ends up getting sent into her mouth and then back down into her lungs oh just lungvore. I i gotta wonder is there like a subset of people with vor fetishes who are like you know what would be really sexy if the person getting swallowed went down the wrong way I feel like that would be a subset of the fetish but I'm too scared to look (laughs) and Muriel's cells sense him as an intruder and start chasing him all around her body like to her heart to her nasal passages and finally to you guessed it her brain and those are the author's own words you guessed it her brain like because brain fetish guy got a brain fetish how does courage get around you may ask how did he like run around this woman's entire torso he like grows wings because cartoon logic i guess and he's like able to contact muriel by speaking directly into her ear but from the inside and he explains everything to her clueless ass about how they got like set up by eustace and Delong, and then muriel like Bursts into the attic where the two guys are still hanging out and watching the enchanted laptop. And then, this part is so weird, but it was my favorite scene, um, Courage does a musical number to the tune of Shape of You while dancing on top of Muriel's brain, because, uh, brain fetish guy, you know, that's, like, this guy's sense of humor and, and, like, his major fetish really coming together here. What the fuck is really all I have to say? There are things you expect to encounter in your life, then there's this i am a vor fetish drag queen and i feel literally no shame is a, a quote from the Kurd courage the cowardly dog apparently he does his little dance which has really turned on d lung for some reason he's like oh that's hot i have this brain fetish too you guys and he's like dives through a secret hash in Muriel's brain, which it doesn't go too well. He hits some important stuff that fucks up her impulses. Good thing he didn't turn her into a comatose vegetable. Good thing he only porn logics her into wanting to fuck the lung. Finally, this is starting to feel like porn. Like this has barely had any, like truly not safe or weird sexual moments because it's just been all weird fetish stuff. But now we're getting somewhere, lads. It, it like, it doesn't even last that long though. Like Muriel jumps on him. Him and starts making out with him like by the way her husband is he's standing right there courage manages to get things under control by like flirting with her brain to make it go back to normal oh okay oh, okay okay it was finally starting to feel like porn and then that part just ended so sad right I know, like, it's all been weird turns, but this takes another weird turn. Like, one that doesn't really even make sense. Like, it doesn't feel like a logical progression like the rest of the fic has. It just... I don't know it's kind of like eh, i don't know why this is happening but d-lung and eustace decide that they want courage to be the perfect submissive housewife and control muriel's brain into doing that so he goes through muriel's memory banks to find that information and this this shit, this is the nastiest part i know we've already been inside someone's stomach but this shit gets freaky when courage starts like revisiting muriel's old memories of him by like walking through her brain like apparently they had a, like, mommy, little boy, adult baby, diaper fetish relationship going for a bit. Like, she'd let him eat her out and, and breastfeed. Like, oh man, no wonder Eustace hates this fucking dog. God damn, I'm not sure if I can completely blame him for this anymore. Like, this fic hasn't even been that gross. You could just pass it off as like, oh, this is like a cartoon episode or in written form. But okay, now we have this shit going, even though it's just a brief section, just like the part where Muriel wanted to bang d long then muriel's brain computer tickles courage for being so naughty i i i i i don't i don't i don't fucking know man I, op was just like okay how many weird fetishes can i possibly squeeze in here and he was like tickling all right that's another thing to check off from the list eustace and d long then boss around courage who's controlling muriel's brain and They call this fusion of like Muriel's body and courage behind the wheel, I guess you could say. They call it murrage and she gets to dress in some BDSM gear and whip the shit out of them. I, I don't know. Uh, But Courage then has a mental breakdown, and Eustace and Lung try to get him out of Muriel's ear with a Q-tip. He ends up traveling all around her body again. He gets pissed out, but he, like, clings to her vagina, and then he, like, crawls back up inside it, I guess. That's the urethrovore, I assume. And then he finally gets shat out in a torrent of diarrhea, and truly, I... I have no words. I I don't even know what to say at this point. So yeah, it pretty much ends with D-Lung having to like pay Eustace for something and he gives him some gold, but it's fool's gold because you get it, you fool, he, he's the guy who always says you fool, huh? And courage goes back inside Muriel's brain just to beat the shit out of D-Lung and Eustace like they deserve with the bars of fool's gold and it just, yeah, it just ends like that. So, um, again, just like the other fic I've covered by this author, it overstayed its welcome. It it really, it didn't need to be this long. It it was fun up until Courage's I Am A Vore Fetish Drag Queen and I Feel Literally No Shame musical number, but after that, it just kind of dragged on. I think it really would have benefited from being split into chapters, and that way it would be easier to follow all the shifts in the plot that were happening, because this does have some distinct sections. There were bits that didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but I'll give the author the benefit of the doubt and say that i wasn't reading closely enough but this guy really he does need to work on conveying his ideas more clearly and not using run-on sentences fucking constantly i get that some of his descriptors are trying to fully convey the setting how the characters dress and act and the cartoon logic but he should just really cut out a lot of the superfluous detail This one also wasn't as gross as the first one. Even the fetishy parts didn't feel as fetishy. Like It felt more like an earnest attempt to put cartoon logic onto the page. And there were some parts where it worked, some where it didn't and it felt less like something written completely for shock value. I did like some things about it, like when, when the Hall of the Mountain King just started playing for no fucking reason, that was great. It had some other moments too, but yeah, this dude should mess around with his writing style and experiment to find the best balance of shock value and humor that he can. That's what I use fan for, experimenting with my writing style. So that's all I got for today. To my requesters and anyone else who listened this far, thanks for taking an interest in the show i i appreciate it so today we covered the giving tree a gift of love by oh god here it comes you must not miss that's all one word your fucking rescue dog by pink e jessman and journey to the central nervous system of muriel by xander martin 98 The Bar Is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at The Bar Is Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fix to suggest like all these people we talked about today, you can get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. Not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. And as always, I'm your pal Wenchikistoticus. This is The Bar Is Low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.